watch a lot of baseball? You watch, you follow the Braves this summer or no? Well, yeah, I actually got to get over to SunTrust a couple times to, to see the Braves and, and the coaching staff, you know, ironically enough, uh, you know, Brian Snitker was uh, the minor league uh, infield instructor when I was with the Braves back oh, wow. in 96. So I, I know Snit going way back and Chuck Hernandez was the pitching coach on a team that I played. I was with the Devil Rays way back in, in 97 and Chuck Hernandez was our pitching coach. So know those guys really well and got a chance to go down there and, and, and visit with them and see him and bring my son down there and get on the field and hang out. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm watching them and following them and, and uh, man, they're playing really well. They are. I mean, we'll get obviously spend a lot of time talking about your team, but I did that Braves team that, that we know now is going to be playing October baseball. Listen, you get into that. It's like your tournament. You get in there, you roll the dice. This team really can make some noise, I think. Yep. They do things uh, a lot of different. They can pitch it. They can play defense. Uh, they, they can hit home runs. Uh, they steal bases. They're a really, really solid baseball team, and they got a lot of that young energy. And I think that's the thing that the fans have really been attracted to, watching these young guys really get after it. And uh, they play with a little bit of reckless abandon every once in a while. It'll make you say, oh, no. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if they keep doing that and keep pushing the envelope, uh, they, they uh, do a lot of fun things. They're fun to watch. Some of those guys are actually younger than some of your guys crazy. out there, which is, which is insane. Now, your guys, a week of practice under your belt, fall practice. What's going on right now? Well, we started September the 20th, and uh, what we're allowed to do in the fall, the NCAA gives us a 45-day window to practice 30 times. So we are in that segment right now. There's a new rule that they brought in this year that we're allowed to play outside teams in the fall. We're allowed to play two exhibition games. So this Sunday, we're going to play University of North Georgia. We'll play them at Foley Field at 2 o'clock. It's an exhibition game. We're actually going to play a 14-inning exhibition game. So it allows everybody to play. Uh, most of our older guys will get the pitch, but all the position players will play. Uh, gives us some experience, gives us an opportunity to evaluate our team when we're playing somebody else. In the fall, in the past, it's always just been inter-squad games. And uh, you know what? You get tired of going against your buddy, your roommate, every single and, day. And, and I never know what to watch. I go yep. down to the G-Day game, and I would okay, boy, they look great on offense. Oh, no, we're <laughs> terrible on defense. I don't know what to, I don't know what I'm watching. Well, that's, the, that's kind of the running joke when you're inter-squatting. The, the hitting coach and the pitching coach are never happy on the same day. <laughs> exactly. Someone's happy yeah. and someone's disappointed. So we get two opportunities to play outside competition. We're playing North Georgia this Sunday at 2 o'clock, and then October the 14th we're playing UNC Asheville. They're coming down to play us. Uh, same thing, we're going to play 12 to 14 innings, give everybody an opportunity to get at bats and everybody to play. And that's brand new for this yep. year, a new rule that allows you to do that. Coach Scott Strickland, coach of the Diamond Dog baseball team. When last we saw you coming up just short of Omaha, the uh, the, the Super Regional here that didn't go the way you wanted it to, but but dangerously close to getting out there to Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, you tell me, what do you lose? What do you have coming back? What are the prospects for this coming season? Well, the two Biggest things that we lose, the, the glaring thing that jumps out at you, Keegan McGovern and Michael yeah. Curry. You know, three and four hole in our lineup. It's 32 home runs. That's a lot of offense. We've got all seven guys. The other starters are all back. Uh, on the pitching staff, we lose Kevin Smith. We lose Chase Atkins. We lose uh, Blake Karen. So we lose three pitchers off that staff. And, you know, Chase and Kevin started a lot of games for us. We feel like on the pitching staff that we've got a chance to be better. Emerson Hancock's going to be a sophomore. He's really talented. From my hometown of yep. Cairo, Georgia. He's a syrup maker. Yeah. That's right. He's a syrup maker. Uh, C.J. Smith threw a lot of innings for us. He's back. Uh, we've got Ryan Webb. We've got Tony Losey. We've got Will Proctor, Ev uh, Aaron Schunk, Zach Christofak. We've got a ton of guys back on this pitching staff. And, and we've got a freshman named Cole Wilcox 
uh, from Chickamauga, Georgia, who's got a chance to be as good as anyone we've had. There so. is no level of baseball, from Little League to Major League. There's no level of baseball where anybody has enough pitching. But it yep. sounds like you got a lot. We've got a lot, and I think that can be the strength of our team. Our ERA last year on our club was the best it's been in some 20 years. Wow. Uh, defensively, our fielding percentage was the best it's ever been in the history of our program, and we've got – seven out of our eight position player starters back. So we feel like defensively we can be better. We feel like that we're going to be better on the mound. Offensively, we need to find a way to to try to supplement what we lost in Keegan and Michael. And you don't do that with just two guys. You do that with nine guys, the guys that replace them, but the other seven guys around them stepping up and being just a little bit better, and, and we think that we can do that. Well, you're going to respect everybody you play, and everybody you play, the nature of baseball is everybody can beat you on any given day. But looking around the SEC specifically, where are the trouble spots? Well, you know, obviously Florida and Vanderbilt are always going to be good. Uh, Florida lost an awful lot last year. They lost a couple of first-rounders, actually three first-rounders off their club. So three guys that are going to play in the big leagues were playing in the SEC last year off Florida's team. They're no longer there. So uh, they've got to replace a lot. Vanderbilt, they had a young team last year, and they've got a lot of guys back. So I think that they're going to be very, very good. Uh, on the other side, uh, the West is right now is probably the, the strength of our conference when you look overall from top to bottom. LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Old Miss, if I had to just say four right off the top, Mississippi State's really, really good, and Auburn's really good. So that's six wow. out of the seven, I think, that you could literally say that they could win the West or win the whole SEC. And, uh, and Alabama just keeps getting better. So – uh, the conference is really good again, but if I had to pick right now, I'd say maybe LSU might be the team to beat. Coach Scott Strickland with his Diamond Dog baseball team. Your team last year, obviously we're focusing on next year, but that team that, that had such the run last year surprised a lot of people. Uh, there were, Let's be honest here. There, was, there had to be, whether you heard it or not, there was some hot seat talk around Scott Strickland, and suddenly this team makes that run and, and, and keeps us interested in compelling baseball for the course of a season. What led to that jump that a lot of people didn't see coming? Well, I think just patience and hard work. The bottom line is we've been recruiting and building for this season. When we came and got this job five years ago, uh, it wasn't going to be something that happened right away. We were 6-24 and 24 in 2013, and uh, we took over a club that we needed to rebuild. And when you're rebuilding in the SEC, uh, the toughest conference in the country, uh, it's like starting a business from scratch. Where are you going to go? You're not going to go to the top right away. It's going to take time. We felt like that we were going to continue to get better over time, and, uh, and, and we felt like that we had the experience to have a really good club. We got picked sixth in the East last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that we were better than that, but that was fine. I was okay with laying low. Uh, <laughs> as far as the hot seat stuff goes, that comes with the nature of uh, our job. That's uh, what it is. That's what I signed up for, and uh, I don't listen to that stuff. The only thing I can control is how hard I work. And, uh, and how I coach my team. So that's what we did. We had a really good group of kids. We got another really good group. And we feel like that we've built this team now to be consistently good over time. All right, Coach Scott Strickland, coach of the Diamond Dog baseball team, again Sunday at 2 at Foley Field Correct. against the University of North Georgia, and then again on the 14th at Foley against uh, UNC Asheville. Uh, October baseball, actually some September baseball as well uh, for the home team here, the University of Georgia Diamond Dog baseball team this coming Sunday, which will be, I think, what, the 30th, uh, the last day of September, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, Foley Field, an exhibition game against the University of North Georgia. Coach of the Diamond Dogs in studio with us this morning, uh, Coach Scott Strickland. Again, thanks for rolling out here this morning. Uh, baseball. Our kid went through it, played Little League, high school baseball, and I had a chance to be around it and, and watch the kids and watch the coaches and the, 
baseball's baseball at any level, but what separates that kid? You, you mentioned recruiting earlier. That's that's a, obviously the, the be-all, end-all of your job, Kirby Smart's job, Tom Crean's job, is going out there and finding players who can play the game, uh, find better players, and then get them to play better. What do you look for? What separates uh, the, the, the kid you're looking for from the kid that maybe you're not? Well, you know what? I get that question a lot. What, what do you look for when you go out there? And as simple as you can put it, you look for someone that makes you say, wow. Mm-hmm. Some, someone that makes you say, whoa. When you see a Division One athlete play in high school, he's going to stand out, and he's going to do something to stand out. So on the pitching side, can I make that guy swing and miss consistently? As a hitter, do I just make consistent contact? I barrel the baseball up all the time. You make an athletic play on the field. You go from first to third uh, on a ball in the gap that maybe you shouldn't. So something that kind of makes you stand out. And then so once I, you see I that. I see these scouts with their pads, and they're yep. writing all this stuff down. They're not seeing anything I'm not seeing. That's correct. But now they have to see – they have to evaluate everything. And these guys have seen a lot of players. These pro scouts, a lot of these guys have been doing it for 30, 40 years. And uh, they can compare them to other players mm-hmm. and just past experiences. But then once you see that, now you got to find out all the background stuff. Mm. You know, for us, you know, yeah. what kind of student he is. Obviously, Georgia is a great school. He's got to be a good student. What kind of characters he have. All those things. But quite simply – a fan can see a division. You know, my wife can say, "Hey, I saw a player. He's really good," and she's right. Yep, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Now I got to find out background information on him. And also, I suppose you want to see. We all did again. I think back to the little league days. We all there's that one kid who's a foot taller than everybody else, yep. right? And he's running faster and he hits it harder. Eventually, everybody catches up, right? He, he's not the biggest kid anymore, and then suddenly he's just another guy. You have to be able to spot the ceiling, and everybody has one. Yeah, it's really tough to do. A lot of times it's guesswork with recruiting. It starts really young. You know, we're looking at these kids when they're freshmen and sophomores in high school, and you're trying to guess what's going to happen. And a lot of times you look over at mom and dad. You kind of look and see what it might look like in the future. That, that yeah, were they athletes? That right? definitely yeah. happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. But you're taking a little bit of an educated guess. But you're right. There's a lot of kids that, uh, you know, you watch the Little League World Series and you got yeah. a kid that's so much bigger than everybody else yeah. just because maturity hit them. And people do catch up, but the work ethic is the thing that separates them. And it's really tough to be that most talented kid when you're 12, 13, 14 but also be the hardest worker when it comes mm. easy to you. Yeah. And uh, those guys that end up being really, really good players are the kids that work hard regardless. Uh, and, and something else I'm always fuzzy on when it comes to, to what you are able to do as a baseball coach at the collegiate level. I, I know, for example, the college coach has got to deal with this one-and-done situation, right? The kid can show up, spend one year on your basketball court, and leave. Uh, a couple of three years at the football level. The rule's a little different with baseball, though. What, what is the rule there? Well, once you show up to college, you have to be here at least three years or when you turn 21. Okay. So it's, it's you think about it, when you were in college, most people were a junior when you're 21 years old. But some kids now are being held back a little bit longer. And if you turn 21 in your sophomore year, you can be drafted as a sophomore. If you happen to be 21 when you're a freshman, you can be drafted when you're 21 or when you spent three years in college. The tough part for us is... A kid that can play in the SEC, a kid that can come in here and make a quick impact. Can also get paid somewhere. That's right. Someone We're going we're gonna to offer him room and books. <laughs> and you know the Atlanta Braves and New York Yankees yeah. are going to offer him a check with commas in it. Yeah. So that's the tough thing is finding those kids that value their education, that don't necessarily want to spend their 18-year-old, their 19-year-old life in the minor leagues, in the lower levels, which is really tough. And uh, well, you, you know, know from college. experience. Yeah, I do. It's, it's really difficult. And, uh, you know, come to college. Come play in the SEC. 
uh, come grow up a little bit, get some maturity, get away from home, and then go play professional baseball. And the track record shows that kids that go to college have a better chance of making the big leagues versus kids that come out of high school. And we're seeing that now. I mean, for years, the minor leagues were the, the, the place where the major leagues dipped in and got there, but still do, obviously. But increasingly, college is becoming one of those places. Well, you're seeing kids that play in the College World Series in the big leagues a year later. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these kids are 21, 22 years old, but they're more mature and they're at a very high level. So you're seeing it, especially on the mound. You're seeing some guys that pitch in Omaha in June, and, heck, they're pitching in the playoffs in, uh, in September. So uh, it happens, but, uh, but I, I think going to college in general is the best decision. Now, I'm biased, yeah. but, you know, not everyone's built to go to college. So it's, it's everyone's, uh, everyone's decision, everyone's family decision, but at the end of the day, you know, I think college is a great option. I always people. said this, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's been my observation. If I'm a major league scout and, I, and I'm evaluating college talent, I want to go first to the pitcher because here's my bias. Tell me if I'm wrong. If that guy, there's a, he's getting out hitters who are swinging metal bats. If he can mm-hmm. do that, I think he can translate that skill to guys who are swinging wooden bats. Well, going back to it, we talked about swinging and missing. Yeah. It, you know, the, the bat's the same size, whether it's wood or aluminum. So if that pitcher can make you swing and miss, then he's got something. And, uh, you know, you're, seeing, you're hearing a whole lot of stuff in the spin rate and launch angle, all these, all yeah. these big yeah. technical terms. The bottom line is a really high spin rate guy is a guy that makes people swing and miss. I quickly sell college baseball from the fan standpoint. I go down and see those kudzu kids and some of the others down there when they had kudzu hill back in mm-hmm. the day when it was really booming. And it's down there last year as you were starting to get it rolling and that place starts rocking again. It's still the, 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 the quote-unquote niche sport, small sport. Sell college baseball for a moment. Well, you know what? We're playing, uh, you know, we start playing in February. It's a little bit cold when we start, <laughs> but man, when it heats up, I, there's nothing better than going out and fully feel such a great venue to come out and watch these kids they play so hard uh the sec is the best conference in the country so you're seeing every single weekend you're seeing guys are going to play in the big leagues within two or three years and uh you know it's 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 just a great sport and uh you know college baseball is unique with that aluminum bat but uh, just the energy that you see in an sec weekend i I don't think it can be matched again uh, a couple of things uh this coming sunday two o'clock uh down there at foley field against it was at university of north georgia 14 innings i mean uh, any admission to get in no admission free admission come on up should be a a good day i think sunday otherwise and then again on the 14th against unc Asheville, uh, and the season opener i saw this the other day like the 14th 15th of february february 15th against university of dayton and when do you get into sec ball we four weeks into it, so we'll do four non-conference weekends. So, gosh, just uh, about mid-March, somewhere, somewhere in there, we uh, we open up going to South Carolina. Our home opener in the SEC is against LSU. Wow! Uh, again, exciting stuff, and we're glad to get you out here this morning. Bulldog baseball coach Scott Strickland again Sunday afternoon, a sneak peek. Uh, go out there, free fourteen innings worth of baseball against the University of North Georgia. Coach Strickland, best of luck this upcoming season. Finish that drill. Same, so close to Omaha last year. Get it done as you uh, gear up for this coming season. Thanks for rolling out here this morning. Thanks for having me.